everybody, welcome to the DeFi Mafia podcast. Today here again with Dylan and Mike. Dylan's back this week and we, uh, we are talking general markets. It's been a, it's been like somewhat both crazy and a little slow the last couple of weeks since the Lunas thing happened. Um, crazy in that like the whole landscape has shifted very rapidly, but slow in terms of like, I don't think anything specific crazy has happened in the last two weeks. Um, yeah, let's just start by talking like macro and, and uh, or I guess just broad market sentiment overall, like uh, we kind of decorrelated a little bit this week from stocks, but not in the way people wanted, as in stocks bounced and crypto did not. Uh, yeah, what's your guys' feel on the market overall right now? Yeah, so the decorrelation, someone posted some tweet earlier in our group chat. It was, uh, this correlation was like 0.96 or something. And mm -hmm. then recently we got to like 0.86. So decorrelation, uh, good. This is with the NASDAQ, but... Mike? Yes, correct. And uh, to the decorrelation bar, it's like, oh, well, we're decorrelating, but only to the downside. So uh, let's see. What do you think, Dylan? Yeah, uh, slow. Like you said, it's been like Luna, like after the Luna blowout, basically, which is like insane. But honestly, actually, like I feel like in hindsight now, we kind of held okay for like $50, $60 billion getting evaporated, right? Uh, right. Like, you know, Bitcoin 25. I think the scariest thing was the, was Tether depegging, which I think we were all in the discord for uh late at night watching that, that go down but otherwise like since then you know bitcoin is ranging in the same spot it was 30k you know a little below uh eth eth took a little bit of a hit today um and i i think uh one of my buddies uh who's pretty smart was pointing out to me that he was like i, I think people are realizing the merge is not like uh 100 to go well like not even that it might be delayed but also that like there's like you know security issues and uh, you know, it's not just like smooth sailing. So I, he was saying that I guess that that people might be reacting to to that uh, right now. But anyway, so relatively quiet week or two weeks, and you know, ETH just fell a little more because I guess people have some uncertainty around the market. So yeah, well, you saw the thing about the uh, for ETH, they had like seven blocks. They had the they had got forked or something on the beacon chain, so that was kind of like the fun around it. I think. Something. Can can you elaborate on that? I, I think I saw something, but I don't really know much. Yeah, so they on the beacon chain there was like seven blocks that had the beacon chain. Just so people know, is what like ETH two will be. It's the the test chain basically right now. Yeah, so they had the at the high level they, those seven got forks, which is not what you want in a blockchain. And yeah, so it's just more kind of like concerns around like you know what's what happens, especially with the merge like some. I'm pushing okay like the merge gap in august and we're having problems right now so that was kind of like that's kind of like the high level of it um, yeah and i think it's definitely it's funny like reading twitter these days it's like max fud everything season even like eth itself like like people are like like obviously all the alts have gotten absolutely smashed like i mean I, I was driving today thinking about like what we're gonna talk about on the podcast is like man it's actually incredible like solo avax was like the thing of of 2021 and i'm like avax and soul are down 80 something percent from their highs and 
Luna literally went to zero, right? Like, and those are the three darlings of of last year's run, and they got obliterated. And yeah, sweet. there was like a three arrows capital. Of- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it, it's just it's kind of crazy, man. I mean, it's crypto. Like, obviously, it's nothing new. I mean, it, you know, obviously, ETH went from fourteen hundred to eighty bucks uh, at last cycle. So, like, nothing, nothing new. It's just. I think it's easy to forget, man. It's easy to forget. Like, did you see that Suzu today came out and said, like, yeah, I was wrong about Super Cycle. My bad. Yeah, like, yeah 100%. He, he capitulated on that. Yeah, it's yeah. It's crazy, man. I mean, it, it, it's crazy, too, like, how quickly the entire market sentiment changes and how, uh, I mean, we've gone full, like, capitulation at this point. And, and we're just going to, uh, frankly, like, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I think a lot of these alts are just going to keep going down and down and down. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who's going to come in and start bidding them. Doesn't mean we might not have a balance here and there, but like, uh, it's pretty uh, brutal out there. Yeah, we said we were going to chat maybe a little bit about macro today. And one of the things I heard recently was uh, not that any of us are macro experts here, obviously. Who, who the hell even it really is? Uh, but uh, what I was going to say was uh, one of one of the pods I listened to, they were talking about it's like crypto's never been in a. a an environment where money is expensive it's always been in a free money environment yeah so like uh it's like a you know a big like you know splash of water in the face or you know like you know to wake up and smell the coffee type of thing so uh yeah i don't know i feel like probably a lot of younger market participants uh have to you know figure that out or have already figured it out or whatever you know so point being yeah. that's the reality we face right holy that was i like to apply um like kind of splash in the face we were uh looking at value we it was kind of like a mid thing to do but we were, we were looking at valuations of uh traditional like equities and businesses and we were comparing them to some of the layer one blockchains last night and it was like wow like some of these things are worth more than like companies like lyft and we're like wow that's pretty when you like really compare the market caps of these things it's kind of humbling like oh shit you know? well like uh, the thing i said i was like you have stuff like netflix netflix has like 200 million paying customers okay and they are like down whatever i don't know what they're down like 80 percent or something like they've just cratered and like same with like zoom and all these like you can say they're overvalued and they, and they certainly were but like hey those guys have like many millions of paying customers and people who use their shit every day like we, who we use zoom all the time right and then you have things like like not to pick on like avax but i was like okay so avax had like eight hundred thousand users and they were worth like 40 billion at the top like that's fucking crazy man i mean phantom i was looking i think phantom peaked at like 120 130 000 users at the top and they were worth like 8 billion or something like some of these things are just like wow they can keep going down a lot more and like uh, an- another thing that i'll say that i've heard other people say that i, I completely agree with is like and this isn't just crypto this is stocks everything whatever valuations were last year erase them from your memory like that is completely irrelevant now start from square one like what are these things actually worth forget what they were worth last year i don't care that this thing's down 80 percent from its high why is it even worth this today you know like those I are mean, the hard let, questions let's be clear solana and, and cardano are still basically as much as yeah. coin is yeah, dude, <laughs> like, I mean, like, oh yeah 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 Coinbase I mean, is 17 bill cardano is 15 no i know and like even Coinbase, you're like, okay, well, you know, how is Coinbase going to do revenue wise? Like all of their fees and all that, the last two years were like in the hottest retail market ever. 
when retail's gone, how much money is Coinbase making? You know, like, well, like I, I think a big part of why Coinbase is really shit the bed and why, like, cause I, I would have maybe thought that like they might could be could be undervalued now, but like FTX is really kind of eating their lunch in terms of just like I don't know market mind share. I don't really know. It, it's hard to say because one could argue that FTX is overvalued in the private markets, which we'll actually might we might talk about later how the private markets are still overvalued a lot. But like, uh, it's just interesting that like, uh. I don't know. Coin, coin, Coinbase is, shouldn't be that low, in my opinion. I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's tough, right? Because obviously, markets are always forward-looking. So when people are putting these valuations on like an FTX, they're not putting it on what FTX is worth today. They're putting it on like, mm -hmm. oh, FTX is going to be this dominant global player five years from now. And so, yeah, and and that's one place where like private markets. Uh, well, well, let's just get on to private markets. Like, I think. The balance in private markets is obviously when you're investing in more early stage, you're always looking like, what is this company going to be five years from now? What is this protocol going to be five years from now? But at the same time, a lot of these were just so ridiculously overvalued. You could throw together a deck and raise $10 million, right? Like it was so frothy that now reality is setting in. Like, they're like I'll, I'll let you talk on this a little bit because you're more on the inside. Like, what are you seeing on that side? Yeah, actually, I just, and I just heard this from the Blockworks pod. So just this, like, like San Santiago was talking about, like how the average seed was like hundred mil. Or That's so crazy, isn't it? I mean, yeah. think about that. Like and, seed, and bro, fifty to hundred, and now it's looking more like twenty. Um, and yeah, like I don't know. So yeah, I've actually been attending a lot more like deal calls lately on the Woo Venture side, and you know, yeah, you're you know, you're definitely seeing a lot of people trying to raise, like, uh, you know, uh, with those sort of valuations. Like, you know, either they, they haven't, some have adjusted, but like, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's just, uh, a dip where it kind of ties back to what I was saying. It was like, everyone was used to this crazy environment where people were like spraying and praying and like had all this extra crazy, you know, free money they could raise. And now, you know, certainly the VCs are like tightening their belts and like something we shared like internally was like Sequoia wrote a piece after 08, after the 08 crash, which was like. Uh, you know, the good times are behind us was like the headline or whatever, like the main title. Uh, and um, I kind of wanted to talk about this, which was like, yeah, both, and this extends on what we're talking about, both from after the 2000s crash to 08, it was basically up only for, for like tech, just the American economy in general, but definitely tech and VC land. Uh, and then that remained true also from basically 2010 or 09 to now pretty much. Uh, like that's why like Tiger Global was worth freaking seventy billion dollars or whatever because these guys were just long tech from like oh to twenty twenty two, but now they've lost forty billion dollars in the last this year. They're down like over fifty percent year to date because these guys are in a bunch of private illiquid tech companies that you know they had grown substantial wealth over and now they can't sell um, yeah. or like half of them are half of them aren't public. So anyways, my point being, it's just a cr crazy change of environment. And uh, I mean, I'm a newbie here. It's like my first time. Like, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can. And a lot of my coworkers come from TradFi. So they've maybe seen crashes or like have more experience uh, in crypto too. But uh, yeah, it's just like a lot of like, like one of the things Jason, who's one of the guys that I respect on a lot of our team said is uh, who comes from TradFi. He said, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. So it's like, even if we have like one question or one uncertainty, you know, even if we love the team, we love it, you know, 
it's no, throw it out. Right. But no. you guys, but so your guys' team obviously is like well on top of it, of ex- extremely respect in the space. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I remember reading something on Twitter and someone had mentioned that because of all the money flowing in from new venture capitals and all these funds getting set up, that if you wanted to get in on one of these really good deals, you pretty much you had to be one of the big guys, right? And since all these new guys were coming into the space, they were just they were basically just looking, picking up any sort of scraps, which is why all these companies got funded. And most of them are probably dog shit, are you frank? Mm-hmm. And actually to extend on that, and I wanted to hit this anyway, so uh, it's good to riff on it <laughs> without saying names. Everyone knows who we're talking about here, and Kobe touched on it. The certain VCs that were investing in these, like, you know, high FTV, you know, like low float coins and dumping on the public as soon as they can, ones that operate more like hedge funds than VCs, it's become very clear. And those guys are not maybe as high up the totem pole as they were, have lost some respect in the community. That's, dude, that's it's so funny because crypto is a unique space in that you have these vc slash hedge funds like those exist a little bit in tradfi but not that much there and if they do they're like very separated whereas it seems like totally different totally different businesses yeah yeah they're completely different businesses right like vc is like um david can you explain for people what uh low float and yfdv is important just in case no one uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, low flow just means like there's not that many shares outstanding would be tradfi or tokens outstanding relative to the total valuation. So like, five like percent is public, right? Exactly. So like, I could launch a token. Say the token's worth a dollar, and there's a billion fully diluted tokens, and that means a billion dollar valuation. But there might only be five million, or I guess fifty million tokens in circulation, right? So like, even though you could buy the entire existing supply for fifty million dollars, this thing is worth a billion dollars, right? And like, so because of that, these these valuations get completely misconstrued. Um, but like on the on the hedge fund versus VC side, right? Like they're extremely different models. Like VC is like supposed to be thinking on five, 10 year timeframes. Hedge funds are thinking on quarterly timeframes. So like when you're looking at that, it's like, it's just, it's just the fact that these guys are like, and that's why you get so many people saying, oh, so you have the VC arm invest in a high FDV, uh, uh, really cheap deal. And then they launch a perp on a certain exchange (laughs) and they short the perp. And it's like, it's, I mean, it's like border. Well, I don't want to say like criminal because I don't want to say like that, but it's like amoral. Let's certainly say that it is completely amoral. And, and I mean, how would you feel if you're the founder of one of these projects and you're like, you're like, Oh, cool. So the, the guys who are supposed to be on my side are shorting the hell out of my token right now, you know? And this is like, I don't know. I think a lot of this stuff's going to change. I think that the quality projects, like the low quality projects are going to get the money that they can get. And that's always going to be the case. But I think the higher quality projects are going to like have stipulations where I wouldn't be surprised if you're like, Hey, you're not allowed to fucking short our perp. Okay. And I know that there's going to be ways around that where like, okay, they give money to someone else to do it for them or something. But like, uh, it's just insane, right? It's like it goes against the whole thesis of VC. The whole thesis of VC is you're you're betting on the early stage founders and shapers of the future, and then you're just shorting the hell out of it. You know, it's just it's just, it's wrong. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring this up too. This is very related. Actually, Kobe said this on uh, he was on Laura Shin's pod recently uh, with one of the old art guys, 
And he was talking about like honestly, like respects and recent Horowitz, like they they actually hold their coins, like they're they actually are a VC firm, you know, like it, no. in that in that like true respect. And you know, obviously, like those guys are huge wells, and like they you know certainly take up a lot of the space. Uh, but like respect, like they actually are, you know. They, they don't play that game. You know, they really, it doesn't seem I'm, like I'm going to make a prediction with A16Z as far as them reputationally, because a lot of people like to joke on them. And fair enough, like it's it's an easy, easy dunk sometimes. But hey, they just, raised, they just raised 4.5 bill in a market where money is drying up quick. I'm, I have a feeling that a lot of people are going to change their tune and be really nice to A16Z now. <laughs> They're going to be the only guys writing checks for the next two years is my guess. Or one yeah. of the, all the big players. Yeah. Um, Dude, Santiago was talking like if they invest two mils, two two mil on average in their seeds or Series A, that means they have to fund what five five hundred companies to get to a bill. Yeah, yeah. Like that's honestly that was like one thing that people were saying is you know because obviously they already have a ton of existing investments with valuations down so much. Hopefully, I I don't know if they will. They'll actually like start buying stuff on the public markets too of like things they already own that are down ninety percent. Like ideally, hey, you should believe in this, right? You guys invested in this. You guys led all of their investment rounds. Maybe maybe start pumping some money in the public market. Foreign for Avex. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I don't know. I don't know if they will. But yeah, man. I mean, it's crazy. The other thing too, I say this on the protocol side. Uh, it maybe maybe I'm like wrong. I think it's very depend like protocol and de dependent. But like I don't think reality has set in for a lot of people yet. Of like, yo, you know that like like obviously there's the well funded ones, but it's like, hey, you better make that money last for like three four years. Like you better start thinking about budget cuts today and how you're gonna manage that shit because you might not be able to raise money for like three years. And who knows? Like like you said, like. Crypto's gone through bad drawdowns, but at least that was when the whole economy was in good shape. Like, if we do go into an actual global recession, who's going to be, like, writing big checks into these companies? Especially when they already, like you said, like, they've already gone through these major cycles. Like, yeah, the new stuff may still get funded, but the old stuff... It's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough. There's going to be some major down rounds, some major like crazy discount OTC deals, like all types of stuff. Yeah, totally. That's a really good. Uh, let me just one thing I want to chime in. The uh, the point I thought you made a really good point there. The other part of the thing around sentiment that I think is very underlooked currently is the fact that everyone thinks like, oh, this time this cycle is different right all this stuff oh there's so many people we have all these users now mm -hmm. all this stuff is going to be around and people are just they're just saying like oh just because you've been around during this cycle doesn't they think that that just means like yeah we're guaranteed next cycle like we're going to be the top coins and with the way that things are shifting right now with all the l2 developments and we're starting to see kind of like a, a lot fall with layer ones you now maybe that's not so much the case and that's something people need to consider when they're thinking about picking stuff up when it's cheaper on the road. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll let Dylan go. You're gonna say something. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's, it's actually kind of related to Mike's point, which was like, and I keep referencing Santiago uh, on Blockworks. He was just talking about this. Uh, I was watching. He goes, uh, there's con a contagion effect from Luna, and a lot of people are going to have to, like, you know, redeem parts of their fund, which is a process. It takes quarters, you know, they're going to be redeeming parts of their funds. So, you know, some of these, you know, maybe 
tokens that Mike's referring to, or like, you know, maybe some of those higher cap uh, coins that we all know are overvalued uh, or that are VC funded. Uh, they're going to be like cashing out on a lot of those in the next couple quarters during the bear uh, to, you know, kind of pay back their Luna uh, losses or whatever to, you know, make good on all that. So anyways, I, I just think like, uh, yeah, expect probably more pain in, in there. And yeah, I mean, that one trade is certainly long from over, long from alive and it doesn't um, mean that this stuff isn't going to be around but i mean think about it there's a lot of coins from last cycle that are still around that didn't rug but you know what, what do they consider they're dino coins they're maybe getting close all-time highs but that's not what people are looking for right so yeah yeah the ltcs and probably even like cardano falls in that camp does mm-hmm. yeah before we continue with this episode let's take a quick break to talk about our sponsor upstream Alpha. What is Upstream Alpha? Upstream Alpha is a source of alpha. It's like in the name. Members in Upstream Alpha can find thousands of new crypto projects every month. How you might ask? Well, the Upstream Alpha software spots when a new crypto project joins Twitter and sends the project's information to the Upstream Alpha site. Members can log in and get a constant feed of brand new projects every day. But there's more than that. Upstream Alpha continues to track each project's Twitter growth so you can spot projects that are growing quickly and which are fizzling out. Lastly, the best tool that Upstream Alpha members can get is called LeapFrog. LeapFrog is an alert tool that allows users to twit- to track Twitter accounts that they know find Alpha early and they can get uh, notified when these projects find that alpha and it will automatically filter out anything that uh, is not a new account so if they follow some random meme account or something you're not going to get notified you only get notified when they follow a new protocol or something relevant to what you're looking for to get started today you're lucky because upstream alpha is still in beta so you can get it for free if you go to upstreamalpha.com slash mafia you can get it completely for free it will cost money in the future, so you might as well try it for now. See if you like it. Upstreamalpha.com slash mafia to create your free account. Try it out. Hope you guys like it. Back to the show. Yeah, and uh, if to spin a positive light, because we've been very doom and gloom, just like I think the good news is, especially for like the more uh, independent people or the people who came in like 2021, which obviously like we had the biggest class of people come in ever last year and uh a lot of them are feeling right now like fuck i missed the boat i didn't make it right this cycle and it's over and it's like honestly part of me is actually really happy a lot of this stuff is getting destroyed so bad because i'm like oh dude like my biggest fear last cycle was what if this is the last major chance to make like big money get huge returns in crypto because like the returns will still be there but i was like worried like it'll be more like almost like a high beta tech stock rather than like the crazy crypto returns and with the way things are now and where they look like they're going over the next like six months you're gonna get a chance again like i i would just say like like stick around like that is a mistake a lot of people made in 2018 19 including myself which is like oh. all right crypto's dead i'm gonna i know i gotta go get a job right like i gotta go work i gotta go <laughs> do something else i'll be i'll be back and then like if you're not here like i missed DeFi summer you know and i'm like fuck like i i'm i'm like if anybody should have been here for DeFi summer as a DeFi max it should have been me but i missed it because i wasn't yeah. here you know 
And uh, yeah, we're going to get chances to A, buy like quality things for pennies on the dollar. And B, you'll be here for the next wave of all the new stuff that's going to come out in the next cycle. And uh, you'll, you'll have another chance at like make it bags, you know, whereas yeah, like that was a big fear for me uh, Dude, with this awesome. cycle. And on the flip side of that, I know that was like what we were just talking about probably was super doomy. But I mean, I think it's a good scenario that it's like, okay, one, let's say that what we just talked about is not true. Like, okay, like L1s, all these L1s are going to be the next big thing. Well, been around, you know, you know what the next big thing is, right? Um, on the flip side, it's like, what if they're not? Well, there's a lot of really good projects that don't even have tokens yet, right? And mm-hmm. if we, if they launch at the correct time, now you know what to do, right? It's just there's the two scenarios where you're gonna get the, that crazy upside. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a bust of both. It's it's a good situation to be in for sure. Yeah, and uh, yeah, go ahead, Dill. Yeah, I was just gonna say like lower prices creates good opportunities. So like, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I echo a lot of what you said, David. Where it's like, uh, yeah, I was kind of worried too. Where it's like, man, is this like the last? Is this the last time? Like, you know, yeah. I was, like like even, uh, this is more boomer boring, but like. Am I ever gonna be able to buy Microsoft stock? Like it's right. just long oh, yeah. gone. Like you know, like you yeah. know. Uh, and now it's like Amazon's looking like maybe one day I can buy that again. You know. Or right. Like, it's like you know, I want to. I don't want to buy Amazon at a thousand bucks to hold it to four. I want to buy Amazon at forty bucks. You know, that's what I want. And we're gonna get that chance again. And obviously, you know, there's gonna be tremendous skill in like picking those. But I, I, I'll say too. I think uh, the good thing is like we kind of mentioned, like nice thing about when things go down is reality sets in and all the bullshit gets washed away. Right. There was a lot of bullshit. And, and like, especially at the end, like when we were in like the L one rotation season, I mean, it was literally like, okay, fork Uniswap on a new EVM, launch it up 50 mil valuation PVP mode. And then rose for two days. Yeah. Two days, two hours. I mean, like it was ridiculous, you know? And now it's like, okay, you actually have to have like something new to offer. You actually have to have some type of differentiation, not to mention the actual, like just pure scams that like were existing. And everyone was kind of like, because the thing is in a bull market, when everyone's, even if you know things are scams, you're like, hey, but I'm, I'm making money off this scam. So like, you know, uh, whatever, you know, you kind of just play along. And now it's like, okay, let's get all the scams out the building. Like, I mean, even this week, right? You've had like uh, step in, I don't know the full story. Apparently, Mike, uh, maybe you can talk on this because I know you talked to someone in China about it. Like there's a rumor the founders got arrested or something. But then I heard that it's not true. They just got banned in China or something uh that's have, true, yeah. that that's true right did the so founders get arrested yeah, is that confirmed that was I, I don't believe so no okay. that was when you i was i was watching the twitter feeds uh while i was uh dumping and you could tell there was bots coming out with it there was a, the, the only fun thing i saw about it was a screenshot from some telegram right it's like, just like yeah yeah so um and then obviously you have like waves potentially depegging, which is obviously like a similar thing to Luna. Uh, you have just a lot of stuff basically falling apart right now, man. And it's like, well, if stuff's going to fall apart, we might as well just clean out the system. You know, let's, let's, let's start fresh. 
uh i mean I, uh, there, i'm sure there's some what are like are there any other scams that are like no oh hex that's right hex dumped like 50 percent yesterday or something oh, of course oh wow yeah unfortunately uh i saw like on twitter lots of people saying normies obviously like oh i'm buying the hex dip and i'm like oh god please did stop it, did it really i didn't i, I heard yeah I, I heard it was getting crushed i didn't know it did yeah it. i think it bounced pretty hard actually but it was down like 50 percent yesterday in like a few hours um but they're launching their new pulse chain which is like a complete scam uh but anyways i don't know it's just like it's 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 really like Sometimes it is sad. It's like, man, crypto is like really, really promising. And like, I, I know like it can be cliche to be like an actual, no, I actually believe in the tech. Like unironically, I am here for the tech. Like obviously I want to make money, but like I do believe in the tech long-term, but it, it's soul crushing sometimes when you're like, man, there's so many fucking scams in this space. There's so many people taking advantage. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, it, like it's so disproportionate to the amount of quality. Uh, and, yeah, and the, the problem too is like scams are really easy to market versus like hard tech. Like hard tech innovations, first of all, take a long time, and they're not really sexy, and so they don't get the retail attention. Whereas like, oh, hex locks your money for four years and make a million dollars. Like, oh yeah, I, I want that. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. like I think well, there's going to be develop. I mean, there's early stage development like Astar that are trying to pioneer build to earn formats where it's basically like if you do they have built incentives right where it's like okay like we'll le legitimately pay you to build things on our platform and if it does well then you, you know you have built incentive structure there i don't see a reason why other chains could couldn't adopt that i mean we're seeing like i mean fucking near adopted the algo stable thing like you're seeing avalanche adopt like l2s now everyone's just everyone's just ripping each other's stuff so um there's hope on the scam type of things where there will be a better precedent for um quality projects hopefully yeah yeah well let's move on from from, from scams um as far as the rest of the market i mean yeah i mean since luna happened i think it's just been like capitulation i mean honestly i don't think there's a whole lot to say as far as like yeah things are just gonna keep going down and like you mentioned the fully diluted values dylan i mean dude i was looking on coin gecko yesterday i was like what are a lot because i hadn't checked in a while and i was like what is a lot of stuff still worth and i'm like like sandbox is still worth yeah, like yeah, yeah. 1.7 billion and i'm like dude like like they have nothing you know like oh man it's unfortunately i hate to say it but it's just gonna keep going down for now um on macro um there was rumors that they're gonna slow the rate hikes but then that kind of turned around i wasn't clear on that one um it seems like they're pretty clearly like no we're gonna get us to like two and a half to three percent and see what happens i i don't see them stopping like why would they inflict so much pain and then stop halfway i don't think that would make any sense um yeah I, Unfortunately, sometimes there's just not a whole lot to say. I mean, I don't know. You guys have any other macro thoughts? Uh, in general, no, nah, not really. Tesla, Tesla got nuked because uh, Elon was, uh, you know, getting attacked after he went on the all-in. Um, but then it's recovered a bit this week. So, um, what did he get like attacked his, for? Uh, when so he went on the all-in, and uh, really it was just because he pushed too many buttons regarding Biden. <laughs> like, oh yeah, uh, well, yeah that, <laughs> that was like, funny. 
Yeah, he, he was like uh he was like the person who has the teleprompters, the real president. And he made he said that like four times. My yeah, that's true. I did I listened yeah, to I it. I listened it. to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh yeah, he made some, oh he just said they don't do anything. He was like, Yeah, they don't do shit. <laughs> He's like, at yeah. least people in the Trump administration got shit done. <laughs> um Sorry. Yeah, I, no, it's I, I, we're not political. We don't give a shit. It's just like, it's I don't, funny, dude. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody out there who's like, oh yeah, I, I'm a big Biden fan. Biden's really awesome. Getting shit done. Uh, I don't know. It's just like clown world right now, man. It's it's fucking sad to see. I, I don't even think like, like like uh, the fact that like, oh man, I don't want to get political. I'm just like like it, it's both sides though. Like I don't know. We're like doing aid packages to Ukraine while like our country is collapsing. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, do we have any focus on anything that's going on? And like, oh, and inflation is the fault of corporations. It's it's not the fact that we printed seven trillion dollars. No, no, that's not it. I don't know. It's just yeah. Uh, I was yeah. actually just listening to it all, and they were talking about how like basically they ignored the data about inflation for like six months. And yeah. then like, you know, they call it transitory for six months and then they like wake up to the fact, you know, it's like kind of like the splash of water type thing where it's like, Oh shit, now we got to fucking move. Uh, and meanwhile, you know, then there's a war that like offsets things. So anyways, yeah, world's world's a mess. Uh, uh, I will say, like, I, at some point, like, and, uh, yeah, it's been two weeks since I've uh, recorded or I was on the last pod. And there was like a point in time where I was like, man, is it over? Is crypto just done? Like when Tether was defagging? It's like, am I going to have to find a new job or something? Uh, that's in a poker. way that's kind of good, though. Uh, like when people start asking, like, oh, man, is this space just done forever? Like we did the same thing in 2018. Like that's that's good in a way. It's like, OK, we're getting closer to the bottom. It, we're not gonna, we're not there yet at all. But like we're, we're getting closer. Those, those are the good things you want to hear people say. I mean, dude, Twitter is is dead. Crypto Twitter. I mean, so dead, yeah, yeah, it's so dead. There's it is so dead. Especially bowl is the best account. Yeah, USDC bowl. <laughs> it's literally the best account right now, right? Like Yeah, it's just and, and especially like when you have like, you know, different group chats and like some group chats are like, like hardcore crypto people are still active. But like the ones where there was a lot of like more pseudo normies, they're just those are dead too. those people are gone. Like, all right, back to the day job. It's, it's reality set. I mean, NFTs too, like, the NFT people were in complete denial of like, hey, you know, like you guys are not isolated from this. And now I've, I I saw like, I think like mutant apes are down like 80% in a month and like board apes, like everything. Like if the like the blue chips are down like 70, 80, all the mints and everything is like fucking zero. I mean, I mean no, who's buying that stuff? You know, the OK yeah. bears that were the hottest thing, they're down yeah, like 75%. I mean, it's just uh... across the board. It just doesn't make any sense, dude. I mean, even okay, let's 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 take a hypothetical scenario where even if NFTs were still like mid mid cycle, right? You know, you can hit a, a couple good projects here and there. It's like, yo, if if ETH or Solana are dipping twenty percent in two weeks, like think of, mm -hmm. you just you're just it's just it's, it makes it way hard way harder yeah. to make money, dude. Just, well, yeah, it's I funny because I was I was seeing some like OK Bear tweets of like. Oh, our floor is still like at 180 one or whatever. Soul, one soul, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, but bro, it was like it was like 200 when soul was 100 bucks and soul's yeah. 40 bucks now. Like in yeah. dollar wise, you're down bad. 
I, I just I the only argument for like a very select few NFT collections is if they become more like consumer brands and detach from like the NFT part, then it's like, okay, we're making money in other ways that is not just like NFT money. But that will be 0.1% of NFTs. The rest are, are just going to completely probably go to zero or close to that. Yeah, at least right now. I mean, I think this, we, we, we've talked about a little bit the stuff that Polygon's doing. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's other um, teams working on stuff like that. But um, with like Instagram, for example, once once they actually enable the right contracts uh, for their for their for their NFTs and crypto stuff, it's like okay, well now you enable potentially social tokens, you enable live events and ticketing, you enable people able to mint and like actually like anything you put on Instagram as an NFT and sell it. You know, that's like a huge value capture in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I think that stuff is going to be great, but I think it's going to be next cycle. Yeah, uh, I think there is like, like one thing that I, I, like I've been just mentally doing is like thinking about like what will be the narratives next cycle. I'm pretty convinced it will not be L1s like we were talking about. Like I'm not saying that L1s are like dead or won't come back. They definitely will like come Somewhere. back in a sense. Uh, but I think it's it's never the same narrative again, right? Uh, it's I, almost never the same narrative again. You got to find the next narrative. Uh, it was uh, like actually, and one of our buddies at AVAX asked uh, asked me earlier in a group chat what I thought of or what what I thought of USN, and uh, I was joking with one of my work buddies is like the whole narrative of the last like two three months was like algo stables, you mm -hmm. know, and then it was and then it was just like got shot in the, yeah, like, I mean, back of the head. No, it, it went <laughs> from it. It's so funny how fast it can go from having algo stable is really bullish oh my god that your thing's gonna pump to immediately after luna it's like the you want like... nothing to do with, with, <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 the eric andre <laughs> boom why would you do this right yeah, it's no. like boom okay. yeah like... it's it's crazy like now i'm even like because you know like i'm a big frax guy and i'm like i, love, I think they need frax. to like we had Sam on. We love Frax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, because first of all, to be clear, they're partially algo, partially back, blah, 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 blah. Anyways. They have a better model. They just got Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're extremely liquid, too. They're liquid to the point where they, at, at the current moment, they could not depeg, even if you had owned the entire frack supply as one person you couldn't pay anyway it held really well throughout all this i think there was literally one moment in time where it depegged and otherwise it was like yeah and the depeg was like it's like a second yeah yeah a tiny bit so anyways but i'm almost like man you might have to just scrub anything referring to algo just we need a rebrand instead of algo let's go with uh self-adjusting or something you know we'll come with some new new jargon you know hire a good uh marketing agency like <laughs> let's come with some new stuff here um so yeah it's 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 crazy but like yeah i think the l1s like yeah i'm not saying like l1s are dead but like i don't think in the way that like the l1 rotation was a big thing that would not be the case next time i'm, I'm pretty confident of that it'll maybe be some like l2 stuff it'll probably be i think next time will be very dap centric so you'll like have like social daps whatever daps like oh, i think the app layer is like and that's what's going to bring actual user adoption right like users don't give a shit about swaps they care about like what can i do on these blockchains besides trade basically so i think that'll be like yeah go ahead
I partly disagree about the L one thing being dead. I think L ones. I don't mean I don't mean dead as in like oh these things are never coming back. I just mean like I do. how we I'm were doing sorry. the L one rotation and all that. I don't think that's gonna be a thing next time. Yeah, no, I think majority. I mean, dude, like think about how many L ones are actually viable and. Like, dude, there's so many. Like, have you seen the list? Oh, you so you've, seen, you've seen the list on DeFi Llama? And that's what I'm saying by L1s being dead, right? There's so many that are didn't even do well this cycle that I think are they're ghost, they're gonna be ghost chains. And now we talk about the ones that actually have staying power, like the major ones. Even though I mean we've we we have we've shared our thoughts about some of them. So um yeah, we'll see we'll see how those do. It'll be interesting to see how a lot of them pivot to like we've discussed in the past like solana for example may end up being like a, a like a, a cross chain l2 in many ways instead of like we might not even see a solana as an l1 more as like an execution layer that settles on other chains like i, I think a lot of these will pivot too um yeah well, and it, actually our one of our buddies from AX said it's like uh you know he, he thinks a lot of these are proof of concepts right now which i thought was a nice like kind of honest take uh about it all which is like um yeah like you know it's kind of like a lot of these are in beta mode or have have kinks i mean solana literally like, says they're in beta solana. now yeah, solana literally is yeah should a beta have been worth 60 billion dollars is a different question but like they have always said we are in beta um that doesn't necessarily excuse a lot of this stuff dude one bad thing that i saw this week that i was that anatoly did that i was like dude don't do that was he was like kind of praising Stepin. i was like don't praise Stepin, please for the love of god i was like i did see that i did see that I, I knew what he was saying in the sense that he was like, I'm not saying that their like model is sustainable. He was just saying, I think it's cool what they're doing as like a social experience for dApps. Like I got what he was saying, but like it also very much came across as like, hey, I'm shilling Stefan. And I'm like, dude, this thing's literally about to collapse. Please do not shill Stefan. Like it looks really bad. Uh, it's just. Yeah. We talked about the other day, right? It's a, it's a proof of concept and like the idea and virality of it, I think is the main point of it. Um, we, I mean, we've I think we've talked about Switecoin on the podcast before, but they're launching on Near, one of the largest applications in 20 countries. Like, how many users? Like 40 million or some, something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like 40 million users. Um, and the whole NFT thing with Stepin too, I think is not good for, it's not, I don't think it's practical for most people to be honest. Barrier to entry is pretty high. Yeah, you do a lot yeah. of extra work. It's like Switecoin, yo, you download the app, walk. I get coin money good like yeah. yeah but then even still it's like at some point where does that money come from right like why who's paying you to walk and that's yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about coins revenue model i'm sure they're just taking what they how they make money right now and integrating the token into that somehow yeah yeah and yeah i mean just the idea that like oh you can make hundreds of dollars a day walking it's like okay is that is that sustainable? Who's paying you those hundreds of dollars? Now, I like that, like the one someone said. Next time, just put them on treadmills and generate electricity. That's your revenue model. <laughs> okay, there we go. But that gets like full black mirror too. But um, yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I guess it's just like the problem is that it's hard for like even as, as a podcast to like talk about new stuff because there's just not new stuff coming out right now because no one's launching anything it's either you were already working on stuff and you're just going to well, keep working or in all fairness i think that's partially a good thing where and, and i'm like definitely seeing this a bit too where it's just like uh people were rushed to to launch or build yeah. uh during the the bowl but now during the, you know it's cliche but the bears the time to build right and uh you're not as you know frankly yeah you're not as like rushed to, to shit something out and You'd much rather like launch something like mid or end of bear 
or like start of the start of the bowl, then like try to catch the tail end of it uh, and like yeah. rush. You know, you uh, see the um, the uh, optimism token is supposedly launching like this week or is it relatively like, very, soon? Very, yeah, soon. very soon. And so we were saying, oh, why are they doing this now? Like market's dead. Like let's just wait. And someone was saying, well, yeah, you could look at it that way, or you could look at it as like hey, the people who are going to be like having the optimism token in this environment are like the users you actually want because they're not like no one's going to be like making a ton of money off optimism in all reality, right? I mean, maybe a few people, but for the most part, it's going to be like, oh, if you have optimism token, it's like you probably are a believer in optimism. So right. that, and, that's like an and also take. the way they're doing their airdrop is a lot different than typical airdrop. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like they're really trying to, I mean, the, the first airdrop, it's like, super small percentage of the total and yeah. it's just incentivize people to go over there um and there's there's another aspect of the governance i haven't i, I can't speak on it but um they are trying something new their job model yeah so. it's based on like are you actually using optimism and then they're gonna have multiple airdrops over time and so like if you're using optimism a bit in a bear market it means you're probably like an actual dedicated user and like that was kind of like the the thesis behind it so it's interesting yeah. i think we'll probably talk about this on another podcast like airdrop models is something that i hope we see a lot of innovation on next cycle because i think most of them were just complete farm and dumps right i mean pretty much all of them um which is fine i mean hey i'm not complaining like i definitely got some airdrops and dumped them immediately like it is what it is but i think you could do it better i think optimism's on the right track of instead of just dumping all the tokens at once like like an ens type thing let's do it spread out over like certain criteria and etc et oh, so. speaking of dumping all your tokens at once i know it's not super relevant but cope <laughs> oh yeah 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 oh yeah we had like cope and uh wi-fi with two eyes both rugged this week well oh, wi -Fi cope didn't eyes. quote unquote rug they, cope just, didn't... they just market sold everything yeah and cope didn't rug <laughs> they said oh we need to pay our devs so we're gonna market dump all of our tokens and crash the price 75 percent instantly uh but don't worry guys like that was like the <laughs> Dude, the message they sent in Discord was so disingenuous. It was just like, wow, like, these guys are fucking jackasses. Oh, man. Don't I remember Cope was $7, and it was like, own 1,000 Cope to get this, own 10,000 Cope to get like this level of airdrops, and now Cope is like pennies. I don't even know what the price is. It's, like, it's crazy. Five cent when they Sounds like the NFT yeah. market. Like, yeah. own this and get a whitelist or whitelist alpha. Well, if you want 10,000 Cope now, guys, it's pretty cheap. You know, you can probably go get it for like a few hundred bucks. No biggie. Yeah, buy Cope now, Cope later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, like honestly, kind of just slow week. Um, yeah. We'll have uh, hopefully a good guest next week. I'm trying to lock it in. I don't want to say, yeah, just because it's not confirmed, but uh, hopefully it'll be a good one. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to try to get more like bear market builders on the podcast. All right. We got to get the the alpha for everyone who's still here so that you can know what to buy in the next bull market. That's that's the goal of the podcast yeah. over this uh, next few months. So, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll get some of those people on. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, subscribe, like, you know, all the stuff. Share it with a friend if you enjoy the podcast. Tell people. Uh, that you you enjoy the pod. Oh, follow us on Twitter. We need to get our our Twitter numbers up. I've I've been neglecting our Twitter. 
so if you listen to this and don't follow us, it's uh link will be in like the description. And if you're that. listening to this, you're probably one of the only people left on Twitter. So yeah. Yeah. Um, there you go. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So anyways. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks everybody. Peace guys. See ya.